Hello, welcome to episode number 318 of the Apple Up Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. This podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IT Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. Patreon. Support my work there on Patreon. I, 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 I dare you. Go to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting and gas fees. Gas. Ha <laughs> I got an electric car. With my electric car fees. Uh, cancel anytime. Go buy a t-shirt. Go buy a t-shirt from appalock.ca slash shop. Um, there's some music there if you want. Uh, go to iTunes and subscribe and rate and review the show, please, and give it five stars. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666, also on Instagram at SimonHead666. Listen, this, this episode is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a serious one because I am interviewing a member of the band Ruskaya. His name is Georgie, and they, he has family in Moscow, and he has you know, relatives. And obviously, you know that there's this huge conflict going on right now with Russia invading the Ukraine. You know, we started off music and then it went into politics and, you know, I'm not much of a political type person, but listening how the struggle is actually real, it affected me and I hope you understand what the hell is actually going on over there. And if any of you feel that you're going to do this trucker protest thing or the human chain or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, jump off a bridge because the the struggle that's happening in, in Eastern part of Europe and in Russia is real. And it's really happening. It's not because it's vaccination. It's because people are getting killed. So I'm sorry for getting on my soapbox, but please, 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 if you have anybody in a family, let them know that there's this thing going on and we could be possibly in World War III by the end of the year. So please, just let them know that. Anyways, sorry. So anyways, please uh, help me introduce... Um, Georgie from Ruskia. They're doing a tour. They're opening up for Flogging Molly in the States, and it's happening in the next couple of weeks. Then they're going on this cruise ship to play on the Salty Dog um, cruise ship that Flogging Molly do every year. Sounds like like it's going to be the most fun ever. Uh, had an amazing conversation with Georgie. Thank you so much for doing this episode, and thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoy this episode with Georgie from the band Ruskia. I hope I'm saying it right. On the Apple Podcast. How are you? I'm a little bit uh, worried uh, and hiding myself in work, you know, you know, um, uh, preparing for US tour, the last preparations. Uh, today we worked on carrot for us equipment, carnet. But I prepared the intro. Uh, yeah, I had already some very nice interviews and, uh, and yes, I'm looking forward every day. Sunday we're gonna uh, yeah Sunday we're gonna fly at six o'clock. Where do you go to? Uh, it first we land in uh, Amsterdam and then we go to Nashville. 
Good old America. Have you ever been there? No, never, never. Oh man, I had, I had once uh, luck. It uh, was private invitation. I was in New York, and then I had a uh, two days trip to Texas, Austin, <laughs> and it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. You you're in Germany right now, right? Uh, no, I, I'm in Austria. Austria, okay. Which part of yeah. Austria? Vienna. Vienna. Oh, I used to tour around um, Europe in the early 2000s, and um, I used to love. Uh, there's a town. Yeah, there's a cl- there's a venue there that's like a community run. Um, that has like a big venue and a small venue and an outside venue. I forget what it's called, but it's uh, a- it's. In Vienna, yeah, I think you you mean arena. Yes, that's right. I've played yeah. in three of those four arenas places. Um, yeah, yeah, love it. It's one of my four favorites. Yeah, it's usually in the army barracks, or like they turn army barracks into um, into like youth centers. And uh, I thought that was such a great idea um, to bring the community in. This is sort of pre internet and well it's kind of start of internet but they put internet foosball and a half pipe for skateboarding and it was like a magnet for for teenagers you know yes yes we have, we have some such places there is also second one book called in the city arena is the bigger one yeah it's cool, cool. yeah cool. yeah so um your band um uh obviously been around since since when uh ruskaya uh, i found it in with dimitri miller our Ukraine, Ukraine bass player. And uh, we, bought, we found it in 2005. Yeah. Time goes by really fast, huh? Yes, yes. So we are now a little bit in teenage age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how fast the world's moving right now. Um, just, just, you know, I'm 51 and I played music my whole life. And it's like, where did 20 years go? What happened? You know? Yeah, yeah. I see the years on every gray hair that I get. <laughs> Me <laughs> yes. too. I have all gray hair. It's 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 over the past couple of years, maybe. Well, the past five years. I yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> enjoy enjoy life. Caring, enjoy life. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's the important part of um music and you know I, I always appreciate people who make music and make a living and make a life from their art uh it's always a fascinating um, venture journey how you got to where you're doing and how how what what deems as being success you know so i mean for you how do you how do you um how do you wage success or how do you determine success in a band um you know there's difficult how to say Success in the band. There were uh, some different indicators. You know, one of them, what is financially? In in the beginning, the band was a kind of hobby. You know, uh, that I'm doing beside the other job, and then uh, we started to get uh, better uh, concerts fees. So and more concerts came. So we, I had to quit my old job, and uh, so I gave everything only for being musician and then it grows and grows so you the second indicate how many people come to your concert when you do our own tour you know for the so the um, strategies you go to the 
festivals, you go like a guest uh, with somebody, uh, uh, and then you go festivals, and then you try your own tour, and you see how many people, and every year more people are coming. In Germany, we have now about between 500 and 1,000 people in different uh, clubs. And um, yeah, and now more and more, we realize that it's going to be a chance for us uh, to be uh, invited by uh, Flogging Molly. It's going to be a chance for us uh, to show us in USA to the people. And uh, yeah, we will do our best. Little tiny steps, right? Yeah, there's little tiny steps here. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, there was a third indicator could be when you get the, a hit, you know? Yeah. And number one hit. So, um, um, yeah, we, every album we, we think, <laughs> okay, now it's still be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, you know what I found out about, I know this about North America versus Europe, Germany in particular, and, you know, parts of Italy, is that it's not really back in the days of music television it didn't really music television didn't really drive the industry in europe like it did in north america so yeah. so a guy like me in his 30s trying to make success in in canada or in in north america it was impossible but when i came over to europe people didn't seem to mind you know what i mean like who how old you were they cared more about the art and the music and i really appreciated that and i don't know what it is Maybe it's the fact that you travel 6,000 kilometers to play in a venue. Or, but, but I know that when bands come over to Toronto and play, you know, I try, you know when I go, I, like, I'm very appreciative. But you can tell the crowd's really not that interested in the fact that they got on a plane and flew all the way over. Um, yeah. what, do you think, what do you think that's attributed to when it comes to like, Europeans appreciating music better? Uh, I I don't know I don't think so I, I think it's um, uh, no we will see now because I never played something else on the other <laughs> continent I think the exotic uh, of somebody coming over the other continent is still here you know and uh, yeah uh, North America and all American music uh, scene and all American uh, music uh, how to say market is the biggest one in the world so of course uh, the people in Europe. Uh, looking up to it somehow, mm-hmm. and uh, th- there is a lot of inspirations coming here to Europe. Yes, and um, yes, um, but uh, maybe sometimes always on uh, on the other side. So <laughs> inspiration to America. We will bring now inspiration from Vienna to uh, America. Absolutely, you know I hear your music and I hear lots of obviously Slavic and and sort of and and ska. I hear ska and you know and. Uh, what were your early influences as as a musician to uh you know were you into metal like is this because usually what happens like when i was a teenager i loved metal and then yeah. i started listening to more punk rock and the evolution got me to music that you know i never thought i would listen to but where did where did you what's your early beginnings of music you know uh it's a really funny story it's the same in my situation i was i brought up with uh metal uh hard rock and all this uh hardcore sound and uh I, I liked bands like i don't know pantera biohazard sepultura uh, all all these uh i also liked some some punk bands no fx uh, lag wagon and all these uh sex pistols of course and all all what you know on the rock side 
and um, my my first band uh, was rock band playing crossing uh, all Europe, and um, then I found this idea with Ruskaya. There was a, to put some uh, Slavic elements in the music to combine it with kind of ska rhythms. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, ska is a is an offbeat rhythm. Yeah. And yeah, we played more, I think, um, a little bit more forwards. So it goes like uh, really, really got this rock intensity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our guitar player is also, he's coming from punk rock and he has a death metal band. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, he's, we both like the, when it goes like, yeah. yeah, and we love it. And so we use these elements in our music now. Uh, and more and more and uh, yeah we enjoy it and yeah. i think that's most important that we like it that, and uh, i think when we like it that it, it, uh, the public will see that uh, it's good that's a very good point because honesty in music is something that is um sometimes forgotten about especially with like contrived uh, music on the radio or successful or popular music there's always some sort of formula that creates uh what they would consider a hit but I always think, and I always hope that everybody will come around to like just listen to it and take it for what it is and appreciate it. And you know, I think there's a weird—I don't know where we're going with the music right now because you know it always goes around in circles, and I don't know where we are right now. But I hope we become a group of people that appreciates the effort and the music and the message and honesty, because that's a hard one to—it's uh, a hard yeah, one to yeah, fake, yeah. you know. You know, maybe if you are searching for a, a position where we are right now, I can say, you know, we are everywhere and we are there where we would like to be. You know, now we have the possibility to have music of any kind at, at just one press of the knob, you know, and uh, this this is great. So even you can watch concerts uh, uh, on uh, TV or something like this. So you can go to different concerts now because uh, thanks God the COVID uh, is, seems to be a better situation now. And uh, yes, and um, welcome to the concerts, people. This is the best experience you can have uh, with music. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, right, on it, like being in a group of people and, and watching and everybody seems to feed off each other's energy and then it becomes like a, just a very, and it gives back to the band and then it's like the circular, you know, I, I do live sound for bands and I tour manage bands and I work for a particular band that can really get the crowd, you know, make this, it's like a circle. It just starts happening and coming back and it's just, and it's very interesting to watch from just listening behind the sound console, you know, and yeah, yeah. we, uh, yeah, I, I just think when it comes to delivering a message, um, it should come from an honest place. And, you know, sometimes the message is not, doesn't, <laughs> it's a little bit con- on the wrong side, but honesty is something that I think pushes through, especially positive energy and all that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is our speciality to bring positive energy. Yes. I also would like to um, uh, say a message with that we come now to America because we have now hard times. Simon, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Maybe it's uh, uh, for some people, it's only on TV and uh, next news. We are involved with our uh, friends 
that we know uh, in Ukraine. And uh, we, the message is that we come in peace. We come in for, for make, uh, unite people for humanity. And we are against this war. We want this to stop this war in Ukraine. We call for stop the war in the Ukraine. And we call for stop the war anywhere. Is it right English? Anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, everywhere. 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 Yeah. To stop, we call to stop the war everywhere. And um, yeah, some people in, uh, you know, we are all living in Austria. We are Austrian band. Uh, but I, I was born in Soviet Union, Russia. I have still my parents in Moscow. I have a, we have a, on the bass guitar. We have um, Dimitri. He is, he is from Ukraine, and uh, his parents are living in Ushgorod. They are no, they now run away from there. And yes, and it's really, really hard situation for us emotionally. Um, we are in worry, and um, we see our how to say, our destiny now to have the possibility to carry this flag of peace and to America, to our tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the message is it's not the people of Russia, it's the the one that runs it. Um, I mean, we almost, well, America almost had the same problem a couple, like a couple of years ago too, with, a, with another it's a pseudo orange faced monster. Um, it is it is definitely uh, like I watch it and I'm just in complete disbelief because I never thought in my life that I would have to witness this type of thing on TV. You know, there's a YouTube live channel that has all these cameras of Kiev and it's like, what the heck? I'm, you know, it's very, very hard to watch and there's nothing we can do. I mean, we can try to, I saw somebody um, put money into someone's Airbnb in Ukraine and I thought that's a genius idea. You're putting money, you buy these, you know, Airbnbs and you don't go there, obviously, but you, you're putting money into the, into the system. I thought, oh, that's a, that's a brilliant idea. Why don't we all try that? You know, mm -hmm. do our best. And I couldn't imagine, like I said, I never thought I would witness something like that on, on TV, you know, especially with where we're at right now. We should be smarter than that. Yes. Yes. We are moving on a dangerous way. And uh, yeah, why it's so why 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 we do this? Because now it happened. We have to deal with this, and uh, we will not give the war a chance to destroy humanity. We will not give the chance to destroy our friendships, our music, and we will not give the war the chance to let us fear of each other. This is most important. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And no, I think most important not to give the war a chance to. Uh, Stop caring about the next generation, you know? Yes. What what you think what will happen after this all, yeah? What yeah. what they think? What they think? Do they do they think about their children? No, I don't how it could be. No, I'm not sure. I mean, I can see what message coming is coming from Putin and he's trying to, you know, obviously create his own narrative, which is I don't know, obviously fake, because he says there's Nazis. There's Nazis in Ukraine. And his job is to eradicate the Nazis. But it's like, that is such a vast and wide open statement. You know, Canada's got Nazis. How about that? You know, they're here. They're everywhere. You know, yeah, yeah. is he going to come here? 
everybody knows that this is uh global it's more global than what he's saying you know everybody knows now that he is lying uh, the government lying uh yeah. they they all lie to us you know yeah but we we we, we have brain and we can understand it's a geopolitic it's uh it's money follow the money yeah and uh like always yeah well so, you know you look at history with the russian revolution and how you know did you know, mass like money from the people were just knocked off their pedestals in you know when and you know socialism and but you see putin talking he's talking in these massive rooms with these big huge tables and he's got you know the money they, they they're they're confiscating 800 million dollar yachts from from his like confidants is that exactly what socialism is supposed to um, be fight against? You know, like if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem, yeah, this is a lot of, yeah, it's really difficult, uh, Simon. It's I don't know yeah. how, how to deal with this, and the fear is a little bit uh, growing all the time. You know, what happened next? The knowing nothing, what will be next? Uh, this helplessness, um, mm. if, if such word existing. Yeah. Uh, where do you think where this is going to go? Where do you think this is going to end? Or how it's going to end? Or if it's going to end? Uh, I, uh, I try to be optimistic. And uh, the now day, so this is the 4th March. Uh, and um, I can only hope. I can hope that they uh, negotiate because every war ends the same in negotiations. Yeah, yeah. I hope that the next negotiation they have something what uh, where they can say, okay, everybody turn around and go back, and uh, and that it's over, war is over. Yeah, and yeah, I mean the worst case scenario is obliteration, but the uh, another scenarios is that we could repeat what we did in the eighties and just create walls and stop and sanctions and and stop money from flowing in and out and it seems to be way more effective now than it was 30 40 years ago of seizing you know their bank and their money and people and their the whole economy is going to crash and from there is desperation with desperation comes desperate measures (laughs) and uh, that's the frightening part for me yes yeah, you know, uh, we have we have also to think about the sanction uh, sanctions uh, because they, uh, you know, how to say, they are bad for normal people who are not uh, who are absolutely have nothing to do with what his crazy dictator is doing. You know, yeah, this is the point. Yeah, I, I know my my father. Cannot get some medicine because uh, all the apothecs in Moscow are sold out. There are some medicines you cannot get, and in some places you get these medicines uh, ten times more expensive. So I even tried to send his money. It's not possible. It's yeah. not possible to send him money for this. Yeah. Even if you try yeah. to mail the prescription or whatever of medication, there's there's a hard stop between between the, that country and everybody else. And yeah. yeah, that is, you know, yeah. Uh, it's sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's such a no, no, no. no. It's, it is, it is, it is important that uh, people knows what's happened. Yes, and uh, yeah. 
the people in Russia are now uh, two days ago there was a, as a law came out that all that they say or riot or I don't know all the actions they are under the fear to get uh, in jail between 15 and 20 years yeah yeah and they Which something is- they they arrested 80,000 people over the past five days or something yeah 80, children. 000, children uh, uh, <laughs> all all everybody who is there yeah, but, yeah. Uh, two days ago was 70 yesterday uh, 90 uh i was talking now to uh, my uh, girlfriend in moscow and he said she said he was very carefully in talking you know yeah because people listening yeah and people are afraid uh and i understand her and wanted to bring her in some yeah i don't know situations yeah it really puts perspective on um because in canada i don't know if you know about this but there was this big trucker freedom quote unquote freedom um protest and all these trucks because they have to travel between america and canada they need to be fully vaccinated to to travel you know and that's the that's not just them it's everybody and they thought, no, that's that's you're you're taking away from our rights. Now I'm, you know, I can see your face. Like it's so petty and short and small, and has no weight on what's happening right now. And this happened a week and a half ago. And they finally, the police came, and the prime minister gave everybody extra, like the police, extra power to sort of push them off Capitol or Parliament Hill or whatever. And people are like up in arms like how can this is ridiculous we have a dictator on our hands and then as soon as the russian invasion started everybody stopped i go now that is that's (laughs) obstruction of freedom (laughs) not being just because you won't get a vaccination you know it puts things into perspective about what the world is really going through and I dare, I dare anybody to step up now about the f- truckers' freedoms when we're seeing innocent people getting bombed over what fake Nazis? Like, uh, I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. It really does. But Canada is that way, you know. We're very, we're we're more of a socialist country than America, obviously. Um, but it is crazy how how people put things into like into their own agenda like this affects me yeah there's more to it than just you right yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> that got heavy <laughs> it's it's yeah it's heavy but yeah. it's all reality yeah yeah yeah, what, yeah. What, what are you drinking uh Simon? just coffee you- just coffee it's uh i'm just getting off work right now so i uh i flew home from work to uh to talk I to see. you yeah it's, I see. Well, this is my last interview with you for tonight then i go to my family and i drink some Averna Italiana. Oh, that looks good looks very good um yeah. so you're excited to travel that's i'm really you know to, to travel to another country i can completely and utterly relate to that it's super exciting to be able to sort of put your music in on into the ears of people especially with flogging molly fans you know and um that's. I think it's going to be the most. You're going to have the time of your life. Yeah, we are, we are really looking forward to this. And the old band, uh, I, I see them already so happy like never before. So we are really excited. Yeah. 
and uh, yes, for this for this I drink that everything runs good and some good yeah. flights. There you and, go. And, Donk. And, oh, I wish I had that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think you're gonna. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in Floggy Molly, there are. Uh, I mean, they've been around forever. Um, I used to work for a band called Sum Forty One, and uh, we toured with Flogging Molly and the Mighty Mighty Bostones in the early two thousands. And and it's Dave is the singer, right? Dave from and he was in a metal band. He was in a metal band called Fastway, and uh, he that guy is just it's. There were some nights, let me tell you. There were some nights. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We we met each other. Um, um... We, we didn't have a lot of time. We met each other on a festival in Hungary. Yeah. And then we had some uh, some drinks and uh, we was talking. And yes, uh, I, I am really looking forward to um, learn guys a little bit closer. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we did shows like all throughout the, is it the East Coast and then throughout Central, Amer- um, Central part of the USA. And uh, we were in New York City. And we're playing a show in Manhattan, and uh, they drink Guinness, and you know that's it. They're not; they don't drink any other beer but Guinness. Okay. So I'm tour managing a band, and he's looking at me, going, "Where's a guy to go buy Guinness?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. I can go try some of the local shops." So he gives me like I forget how much money, and goes, "Go buy as much Guinness as you possibly can." I don't even work for this band. I'm like, okay, sure, no problem. I'll do that. So I walk to all these little tiny shops and I come back and I've got like four or five grocery bags full of Guinness. Uh, <laughs> he won't remember that, but tell him it's Simon who used to tour manage some 41 told you that story. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah, the Guinness Simon. Uh, <laughs> you, you, we will, um, you will not have possibility to come somewhere. Or? Well, it's in America, right? So I'm not really going down there. I'm in Toronto. Are you coming to Toronto? No, the um, the tour is not going to Toronto. Yeah, anything like across the border right now, I'm kind of steering clear. Um, just for yeah, the. Uh, but it's uh, we will go after the tour and after the salty dog tour on the ship. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Uh, will, yeah, this the this the flogging molly organizing this every year. The, you know this salty dog. Yeah, tour. yeah, I read about that. Yeah, so you're going with them on that. Where does it leave from? It it they, they go from Miami. Oh. Man. And then gonna be Bermuda Island and Bahama, and we have two stops there on the islands. Yes. So you you so you're doing a tour and then ending up on a ship, and then going to ha- um basically uh, a beautiful Car- Caribbean tr- cruise, and then playing. Sh- oh yes. my God! Do you want a sound guy? Do you need a sound guy? I'm cheap. <laughs> we have a sound guy, but we need the light guy. I don't do lights, but if you want the lights turned on properly in this room, I got, <laughs> I got it. No problem. I am I'm an yeah. audio guy. Uh, I can fake lights, but uh, yeah. yeah. I have for you already your your equipment. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I got one in here somewhere. I uh, I got one. <laughs> red, green. Yeah. No, that's uh, no man. You are. You are gonna have the time of your life, my friend. And in- if, it, if, if it if this was not enough, after we arrive back from the cruise, we fly to Mexico City and play there a concert with Flogging Molly or your own. No, this is our own one because Flogging Molly is finished and they go back home. Yeah, and we we have we added uh, our agency added us um, a concert in Mexico. Oh my God! When do you when do you get home? Like when are you finished? 
we finished on the fifth. So uh, we play on third in Mexico City, Bandolier Club. Yeah. And then we go, uh, or oh, I don't know what the club name is. Yeah, and then on the fifth we fly back uh, to Austria. Fifth of May. May, yeah. Man, no, and then not, the weather's good. Then when you get home, the weather's not horrible. Not May, April, April. It's April. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, still. Oh man, I'm jealous. <laughs> so, well, I I have some music here. Um, I've I've picked a few out. Uh, I'd like to play. Uh, um. Gosh, I can't read. Energia. I'm going to play that one. Oh. Are you okay with that? Yeah, if you All like, right. of course. Here it comes. of album so okay what we were hearing now uh, it was uh, as we was invited to usa by flogging molly we thought okay which music we can bring with us on a, a on a 
CD or maybe a vinyl. And uh, we heard that people don't buy CDs that much anymore. So we had the idea to bring a new best of vinyl. So this vinyl, is yeah. yeah. Vinyl, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is our, gra- our greatest hits album. So Energy is the song from the year 2013. This album, we... Uh, uh, we was recording, the producer was Gian, Vladan Gian. Mm. Vlado Gian. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yes, and it was very great. So we have some uh, from Noah Sins Illegal 2019, from Cosmopolitan Turbo 2017, and some songs from 2015. Yeah, this is uh, so... On the vinyl, you have uh, just a little bit amount of... Uh, a certain amount of place uh, so space yeah how much you can put so that's why this those songs mm-hmm. we also ask our fans on the social media we ask okay which song would you see on the best of from Ruskaya? and there was so many f- funny ideas and this song you must put on the <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the production's always good on every song. I listen to every song. It's like, oh, to me, it sounds like a full album that you started and it's a project because there's nothing really that jumps out saying this sounds older or this sounds newer. It all sounds very, very concise. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we also mastered it's also remastered songs. Yeah. We have in Vienna great remastering studios. So, and yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, do you have plans to tour Europe uh, after you get back, or are you just going to take a break? Like, what's your plans? Mm, yes, I, you know, I also playing in theater. So, me personally, I'm going to have uh, three theater shows uh, after I arrive. I play in a, in, in it's a piece called Anatevka. You know, really. Oh, so, yeah. so what are you an actor in it, or are you? Yeah, I'm actor. I'm playing Tavia the Milkman. Wow. <laughs> It's yes, good. It's yes. it's nice to have a diverse. Um, they call I hate the word, but a portfolio of things to to choose from, because if you did one thing all the time, it might not be as enjoyable as you can go over and do something else, right? Yes, yes, yes. But uh, I now I'm concentrate more and more on music and my band Ruska. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but sometimes. Uh, some pieces are so great so i like the music and then mm-hmm. I, I do it yeah and then we get we go with ruskaya we have a, a germany tour with a band called in extremo together and after this we go on austria tour with a band uh, kissing dynamite and yeah this is the co-headliner tour, so it's a mini mini festival traveling from one city to another. That's great. That's awesome. It's awesome. I like I said, I always appreciate people that can make a living from art. It's very rare. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's, it's. It's. Um. I'm very. I'm every day thankful for this that uh, I can do what I like and uh, put some food in my refrigerator from this. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. I mean, if you really just break it down, like the, because I speak to a lot of people on this show and a lot of them have like jobs, they have jobs, you know, and there's no shame in that, you know, there's no shame in the part of not being 100% involved in your art. Everybody's got to live, right? You know, but um, 
it is extra special when someone's like, no, no, I don't work a job. I do this, you know, and, you know, I don't right. see like any water leaking in your, <laughs> you seem to be, everything seems to look okay over there in the, in your, in your camera and you seem happy and you seem content and, you know, and that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also must say that I'm very thankful to Austrian, uh, to Austria and Austrian government. They support the artist. They supported uh, all the time through the COVID, the artist uh, with um, money. And now they support our tour, our traveling to USA. So this is really big help. Yeah, Canada has a similar program. Um, touring and, and helping with recording and keeping culture, you know, for us, cause we're so close to America, they could just come and take our whole industry if they wanted to. And they kind of have, you know, but they put this thing called Canadian content. It's a law they put in the late seventies to stop American monopolizing the music scene. And, and it works, it worked, <laughs> you know, I really, I really would like to come once to Canada. I never been there. Yeah. Um, our guitar player played the tour already there, but with those guys, it would be really funny how people would like it. Yeah, to me, if you ever toured Australia, you go to one side of Australia and then you fly over to the other side of Australia. That's what I suggest you do with Canada, because wow. once you leave 10 hours to the west from going west, there's really nothing until Winnipeg. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry other you know other towns are going to get super mad at me for saying that but it's true. So for you to go play major markets in Canada, your your next show from here is Winnipeg and that's 25 hours away. Driving. So fly, fly in a plane. Mm -hmm. I made that mistake many 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 times in my life, but um and Vancouver's a beautiful city. You'll love Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. feels a lot like uh way more progressive and way more liberal and way more, I mean, accepting, you know, Montreal is a cool city. Montreal is like being in Europe. If you go to some parts of Montreal and Quebec city and things like that. But I, yeah, I, I think you guys should come here and uh, play yeah. shows and uh, see what it's like. I think you'll notice a difference between our, your, our American brothers and, and our Canadian counterparts. I think we're a different, you know, we're a different breed of people. Uh, yeah. Although I'm I'm born in England, so I'm 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 speaking out of turn probably, but I'm a Brit, so uh, I lived there mm -hmm. for six months, so I know. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's very interesting to see the, the, the different kinds of people. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm open for this. That's great. Well, you know what? This is this has been awesome. Uh, I highly, you know, if you ever want to come back and, and talk about, how about this? When you come back from tour, you get in touch with me and we can do this again and let me know how the whole thing, how the whole thing went. Yes, this would be a very, this can we, get, we can make it, yeah? Yeah. That's kind of tour experience, first USA steps, yeah. You'll come back and go, I never go to America again. <laughs> <laughs> that's it we're done I, I cannot imagine <laughs> no 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 you want to come to canada and then you can have a you know a real yeah experience you know but yeah for sure man uh all the best luck drive safe be safe and uh all the you know whatever we can send all the positive vibes out to your family in russia and your your partner your girlfriend and everybody and 
it's been a it's it's been a, a a bit of a whirlwind of a couple of weeks for everybody and yeah know. thank you very much thank you simon anytime sir um well you know keep in touch and keep through through melanie she can we can be in touch again and 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 have this conversation anytime yes with pleasure simon i wish you all the best uh, peace to your family and peace for your home you too sir mm-hmm. okay bye bye and that was Georgie from the band Ruskaya. They have a new album out called Chronicles. I forgot to mention it at the top. It's it's a best of. It's a great sounding record. And if you like ska and if you like Slavic and kooky music, this is the thing to listen to. Uh, yeah, thanks Melanie K for setting this up. It was a learning experience. As per always, it's always great talking to people on a podcast. Oh God, uh, how many years now? Six. Six years of podcasts. That's 318 episodes. That's a lot of talking, everybody. And uh, it's moments like that that make me think, oh, this is fun. You know, like, because, you know, I'm so busy with this other thing I'm doing, with this documentary movie I'm making, and with work, and with life, and with home, and with music. And, uh, you know, the podcast sometimes takes a back seat. And I apologize to anyone who's religiously listening, like, where's the episode? Like, when I miss a week, I apologize. I'm going to try. I got three more coming up that, um, I haven't recorded yet, but I think they're going to be fun. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast week after week after week. I hope you can find some sort of solace and safety and clarity in what the world is doing right now. And I, I hope you can get over or get around how the world is, is operating. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes people have a hard time just understand that and understand where sometimes people are coming from and and give them a break okay so you know love each other okay I love you and I hope you love me too see you next week bye